Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Ariel Sue, and welcome to the Daily Sessions with Sue. I am the founder of the Five Pillars of Health and Freedom, Financial Health and Freedom, Emotional Health and Freedom, Mental Health and Freedom, Spiritual Health and Freedom, and Physical Health and Freedom. I truly believe from my experiences in life that before you can be free of anything, you have to first understand how to be healthy with it. So today I want to talk about financial health. Now in order to reach financially freedom, I believe you have, we have to understand how to be financially healthy first. So in my quest of trying to figure out what to talk about today, I, uh, I asked myself a couple of questions and I asked my, my family and my surrounding and my loved one a couple of questions about money. And the first question I, I, ended, up, I ended up, you know, sticking to was what are the five, the five things I wish I knew about money before becoming an, an adult? And the answers were were pretty amazing. So I'm going to tell you a couple of them. For me, I wish I knew how to save. I wish I knew how important it was to save. Just not 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 necessarily starting a 401k, but but learning that every time you have money, you don't have to spend it. You don't have to spend everything you have because you can go and chase some more. I wish I knew that I didn't have to work super hard in order to be financially free or healthy. I wish I didn't break my back so much because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hair, I, I was a hair braider. I just recently quit, <laughs> but I was a hair braider and I work extremely hard and I ended up having to work with my son on my back because I was financially illiterate. I didn't understand much about money. But thank God I was able to, uh, during that time, my back was hurting well enough for me to start learning about money and for me to really try to figure out how to give myself another life than the one I was living because I was, I was suffering a lot. So I wish I knew about savings. Um, but um, the beauty is for the past two years, uh, maybe... Uh, for the past two years, from the moment I conceived my son, I was able to start saving money. I was able to start learning how to save, and it was a, uh, it, it was beautiful. I'm telling you, for the first time in my life, and I've been braiding for a long time. Meaning, meaning, I, I was I was braiding for thirteen for 13, 14 years at the time, which means I've been making money. But it was the first time in my life that I saw $5,000 in my account. It was the first time in my life that I've been able to save that much money. I was so excited. I was so proud of myself. I was ecstatic. I was like, I'm about to go on vacation and stay right on the beach and spend whatever amount of money I want. Just because I'm, I've been able to do this, it was my reward. But it was it was very beautiful for me to know that I could do that, that I could... I could decide to take a week off work. I could decide to take two week off, two weeks off work, and go, you know, rest at my rest at my parents' house or go on vacation without having to feel like I have to chase money every single day. 
So that was definitely an eye opener for me. And, for, and since then, I've never, I've never been able to keep less than that in my account because, because of the freedom it allows me to feel. Because of the, of the peace it, it allows me to feel. I mean, we live in a society. I, I'm in the United States. It's, it's, it's you. You have to take care of yourself here, and it's not a bad thing. You know, I was talking to my to my um, cousins yesterday, and we were talking about how difficult America is. But at the same time, I'm thankful it's that difficult because it teaches you independence, it teaches you accountability, it teaches you resilience, it teaches you to continue to 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 thrive and to fight for your freedom, for your well being. So America is difficult, but if you take the difficulty and you open your mind and you open yourself at what is trying to teach you, those people that are on TV, although you see riding Teslas and Rolls Royce, they're not genius. No, they were they were open to trying to figure out how how to make it work, how to become financially free. They were, they were open to, to, to change their behaviors about money and to become financially healthy first, to understand how to deal with money. They, they were willing to, 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 to change the TV channel from a movie to a financial uh, station. They were, they were willing to read books and to try to figure out how do I give myself the best in this life? when it comes to finances. So I would encourage anyone, if you're stuck and you don't know what to do, you don't know where to start, you don't know how to start, just start somewhere. It might not be where you end, but just start somewhere and do research. And I'm telling you, do your own research. We are in a world today where technology allows you a vast amount of information. So if you have a phone, then you have the a way to go on YouTube, trying to figure out how to become financially health, healthy, learn about credit, learn about savings, learn about uh, um, investment, learn about real estate, learn about business. That's all. That's also a thing. Uh, one thing I wish I knew. I wish I knew about business. I wish I knew about business credit. I wish I knew that uh, having a successful business was not that difficult. I opened my first shop at the age of 24, at the age of 24, and I did it with all my own cash, okay? And I ran it with all my own cash for, um, uh, how old was I? Was that, it was between 20, it was between 23 and 24, and I opened for about three years, three years, yeah, three and a half years, I believe, yes. Um, but in those three and a half years, I didn't know anything about finances, my my people. I didn't know anything. Um, I didn't know how to open a business bank account. I didn't know anything about business credit. I didn't know anything about e-commerce. I... <laughs> I didn't know about taxes. I didn't know anything about taxes. I didn't know anything about deductions. I didn't know anything about anything being written off. So those lack of information 
didn't allow me to keep my business long op- uh, open long because I ended up closing because I, I was exhausted. I felt like when I'm making all this money and I don't have anything to show for it. I mean, I have a little shop, but I'm not financially healthy because I'm using my money that I'm making for my business to travel. I'm using my money for that I'm making for my business to drink and to smoke weed and to enjoy life instead of trying to figure out how to multiply it so I can then enjoy life later. Now, it's not a bad thing. I'm actually very glad I got to live my 20s the way I lived my 20s. I mean, I had a lot of fun and I enjoyed I enjoyed it very well, uh, which would probably keep me from doing the same thing in my older days because I did it in my younger days. So, you know, um, it's not such a bad thing. But I believe that if I had a different mindset about money, I definitely would have been able to both enjoy and be financially free by the time I was 30, 35. I truly believe that because um, um, the beauty industry is a, it's a, it's a, it's a positive cash flow industry. Um, and I very much, very, very much love it. I mean, I'm not going to braid anymore with my fingers, but I totally intend to continue to be in the beauty industry because it's that financially uh, positive in most ways. Um, something else that, um, that um, one of my loved ones said, she said... Um, I wish I knew the difference between being rich and being wealthy. Mm. Whoa. Okay. So, the difference between being rich and wealthy. I believe when she said that she was talking about the way looking rich, being rich is about looking rich. It's about um, buying a home on the 15 years or 30 year, um, uh, with 15 years, 30 year mortgage. Uh, so you can look like you have a big house. Uh, being rich is about having a big house, uh, a big car, expensive cars that you pay at the end of the month, every month, uh, um, buying expensive purses and shoes, uh, when you have to get up and go to work every single day to be able to replace that money into your account. And that's very unhealthy. Um, if you are living a life in which you have to pay bills, you have to get up and go and chase money in order to pay the, the life that you're living, I believe that's very unhealthy. Because I remember my parents used to work extremely hard. I mean, they worked all the time and it was difficult to ever see them at home. And when you saw them, they were sleeping and they were tired because they they worked so hard to be able to keep the life, you know, the money, to be able to keep the cars and the big house and provide for their four children. It was very difficult on them and they was they weren't I don't believe they were happy because they kept work you know, you keep working for the cash and the cash keep flowing out every single month. I mean that's that's draining all of its own and you have no way of multiplying it, you have no way of saving it, you have you don't understand credit, you don't understand 401ks, so it's difficult for you to see an end game. It's difficult for you to see the moment in your life when you're going to be able to breathe because 
you lack the understanding of the system so therefore you're completely exhausted imagine you have to go to work and many of us are are living that life where you go to work every single day you make money you come home at the end of the 30 days you pay bills and you have to redo that every day without seeing an end result where if you had a 401k or Roth IRA or any investment account you can start living off the you can start by living off interest and 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 you can start saving living off the interest and work just a little bit less than than how you're working right now because you're spending all of your own cash if you had a business and you you knew about business credit and you understood that it's a step-by-step process and you'll be able to get some money to fund your business without using your own cash that which would drain you because you have bills to pay you have children to think about you have the you have the future to 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 to, to preserve and, and 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 to and to plan for so i did watch my parents go through that and it was very difficult to watch them because they were always t- always tired and and miserable so money plays a big part in freedom money plays a big part in life and to think that it doesn't is being completely naive because money is you need money i mean once you're a child a, a baby you don't need money right but your parents need money in order to give you shelter food and clothes so money is an important very very important part of our lives but there's no need to go and steal it there's no need to be a scammer there's no need for you to stress about it just figure out a problem in a society and we have many problems in our society you figure out a problem and you find a solution and you provide that solution you provide a service whatever it may be you provide that solution and you have money for it now you don't have to do that you can have a job that you're passionate about do it very well start saving open a open um an investment account or as early as you can start saving and retire by the time you're 30 or 35. make sure you have savings you i know people talk a lot about having a thousand dollar savings but i'm sorry that's just not enough if your rent is 750 dollars and you have internet and you have you have to have you have to buy food and water imagine if you have a car and car insurance and car notes a thousand dollar is simply not enough of a savings for you to rely on i would personally say have at least six months worth of savings that you do not touch that means those six months of savings they cover your rent your food the, all the bills for each month times six and then you can breathe and then you can breathe because money is necessary for your survival and i know some i'm 
I don't I don't know if I consider myself necessarily enlightened or that's a word I would like to use, but I'm aware. I am now more aware than ever before of the need to not just have money, but to have a healthy relationship with money, to have a good behavior with money in a, in a world in which we live in because your survival as a human being is more important than anything else. Where you sleep, what you eat, and what you drink are the three most comp- important components of your survival first before you move into anything else. That from from where I've seen, if when I was going through my spiritual journey, it was difficult for me to work because I saw everything as basically a waste of time. <laughs> everything that we go through, every attachment we go through, we have every fight, argument whatever everything seemed to be very pointless but one thing i knew was that i needed money to eat i needed money to be able to travel to go from place one to be i didn't have a car at the time so i was taking the bus i needed money for that i needed money to be able to pay for where i slept otherwise i would sleep outside I know in some cultures or in some families, we want to talk about money as if, oh, money is the root of all evil. Uh, too much money is not good for you. You know, mm, that's not true. Money is not the root of evil. If you're evil, money is just going to help you be more evil. If you're good, money is just going to help you be better. I was going to say good, but <laughs> that's not a word. Money is just going to help you be better. So it's about the change of perspective, of perception with money. It's about not, don't chase it. It's not about chasing it. It's not a rat race. Money doesn't just run away from you or run on the street and you're running after it. That's not what it is. It's just about understanding. If all you can do right now is have a job, okay, have that job, but still minimize on unnecessary spendings and save the rest. I know it's difficult because you want what you want today. I get it. But you, you, you and me, we have to figure out what is the life that I would like to live? How do I want my life to be in 10 years? What kind of life do I want to live in 10 years? Once you're able to prop to 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 look that far away, then you can make educated guess decisions today based on the life that you want to live in the future. To make some sacrifices today to be able to be free to be able to breathe because when you don't have money you're constantly stressed when you don't have money to survive you your emotions and your mental state are always uh, um 
they're always in jeopardy. Your mental, your emotional, and your physical state of health and freedom are always in jeopardy when you don't have money. From my experience, anyway. I was going through a very, very beautiful spiritual experience. I was becoming free. I was blooming like a flower. But that flower would, would quickly turn very dark and dusty if I didn't know where I was going to sleep. If I didn't know where, where my next meal was going to come from. I mean, I went through a period where, uh, that's a story for another day, but I went through a very tough period because I didn't want to work and I didn't want to make money. And I had to live that reality in a very hard way. So my mission is to, is to try and help. It's to try and enlighten you just a little bit. On this on this path of, of life that you, you're at today. I mean, it's easy to go to the store and buy something expensive, buy the clothes, buy all that. I get it. My sister said, money is easier spent than earned. I was like, ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because when you have, you know, you can just, let me swipe this card right here, spend this little $14 on this croissant. Let, let, you know, let me swipe here. Let me buy this little $40 thing. Let me swipe on Amazon. Let me swipe and swipe and swipe here. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand. My mother said, I wish I, I knew how to manage money. Now, that's where, I, that's where um, money behavior comes in. You know how to manage money. You know how to say, okay, I'm going to use this amount for the bills. I'm going to use this amount for food and water. I'm going to use this amount for gas. This amount, putting in the savings. This amount, invest it. This amount, pay my tithe with it for, for those who go to church. This amount, help my mother with it. This amount, help my friend out with it. This amount, cook some food for the homeless. And this amount, save it so I can go on vacation with my husband, with my friends, with my children, or by myself. That's how you manage money. Now, is it easy? Yes, it is easy. It's easy. But if you haven't done it yet, it's going to require... Um, it's going to require you to learn a new skill. Managing money is a skill that you learn over time. And you become very good at it. I can promise you that. It's all it's 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 simply about changing um, the behavior, changing your mindset, and knowing that you are an awesome human being, and whatever you decide to do, you can do it, and you will do it. Um. Oh, I wish I knew that credit was more important than cash. Lord have mercy. When I was very young, when I was 17 years old and I was getting my first bank uh, account, uh, 
many of my loved ones say, don't ever get a credit card. Oh, no, that will ruin your life. Don't get a credit card. So I never got a credit card because that's what I heard everybody say. And maybe it was a good thing because I didn't want to get it. I, I don't think I should have gotten a credit card without understanding what a credit card is and and what credit is. And so recently, uh, with me uh, fixing my credit and learning about credit, I understood that um, credit is about it's about behavior. That's that that's all that is about. It's about the credit bureau. Um, they track your behavior with money, how you deal with money, how you pay your bills on time, how much do you spend? Do you max out your credit cards, or do you spend ten percent to thirty percent on it? Um, do you pay your bills on time or do you have one, two days when one or two dates where you're late? Um, do you pay the whole amount? Do you pay the minimum? Uh, what do you do? That's what credit is. It's about learning the behavior that you have with money. So if they provide you with an apartment, they will know that you're able to pay your bills. If they provide you with credit, they will know whether you're able to pay, whether you pay the bills or not based on the behavior that you have shown over time with your credit card. That's basically what credit is. And it's so important because if you don't have credit, imagine if you have $10,000 and you want to get into a luxury apartment complex. Now, to the, these days, with your real social, you won't be able to get an apartment even if you have three, four, five, ten times the the uh, the rent because you if you have bad credit, then you become not a reliable person. You understand what I mean? Because when they see your behavior on on your credit report, then they're like, "Hmm, that looks a little shifty." You don't seem to pay your bills on time every time. You don't seem to pay the whole amount of your bills all the time. You don't seem to... So, the, so that's what it is. It basically shows your behavior over an amount of time. It's your record on, on the credit bureaus holds a record of your behavior with money over time. And it's super important in, in, in the world in which we live in today. You can't, no, you can't walk around with a 490 or you can't walk around with a 520 and expect to get everything. You're going to get denied for everything. You're going to get denied for an apartment. You're going to get denied for a home. You're going to get denied only through specific circumstances. You can get a, a home with a, with a bad credit, uh, which will probably have a high interest rate. Um, um, but you won't be able to get into a nice apartment with a bad credit, you, um, it, it's going to be very difficult for you to get a loan, uh, or if you do get a loan, the, the interest is going to be super high because you because your behavior shows unreliability with money. That's something I had to learn. And, uh, that's something I'm still working on. So if you have, uh, difficulties, uh, building your credit, or if you have bad credit, definitely check out, um, a couple of videos on on YouTube. Uh, find out some some credit rep, uh, repair specialist. Um, but me, I'll personally say, pay pay all your bills. I understand the need to fight the credit bureaus, but you know what? Those bills are yours. Unless the bill is definitely not yours, the bills are yours. And 
from what I, from the knowledge I have, you can get a bill deleted. Uh, you can get a collection deleted off your credit report, but another company is going to come and buy it and put it back on there. And it's just, uh, it's a game that doesn't end. And I will, I will hate, for me, I hated to see that I would pay my, I would uh, dispute um, a company and they will get off my my credit report and then they will come back a couple of months later and take 40 points away just for appearing again. I mean, that made me livid. So what I do is that if I know a bill is mine, I just pay for it. I literally just pay for it and get it out the way because unless you pay for it, it's going to come back one way or another and it's just going to keep bothering you. And I, I really believe that time is more important than money. So if you take six months just to fight a credit report or if you take months and days and energy and time just to fight a bill off your credit report when you can just decide to invest in your future by paying for it. If the bill is yours, I'm sorry, just pay for it. Just pay for it. Invest that that's that's for me a way to invest in financial in, in financial freedom because no matter how much you fight those bills off your credit report, they are gonna come back. Another company is going to buy it and they're gonna come back on it. So I would say invest in your future, invest in your freedom, invest in your mental and emotional freedom. Just checking the credit report every day and just any any collection just keeps appearing and appearing and take 40 points away 50 points away i mean that's draining that's draining so i would say pay them and move on uh, if you have to start over, get a secured credit card. You can get a secured credit card from Discover and put up to $2,500 in it. You can get a secured card from Capital One and put up to uh, $900 in it. And you can get a secured card from Chase. I'm not sure how much you can, how much money you can put in there, but you can get a secured card from Chase. And then change your behavior about money and use only 10 to 30% of your of your credit um, um, of the money in in your credit card and pay it every month change your behavior be accountable be responsible if you pay your bills every month if you pay those credit card every month on time you're gonna you're gonna become a new human being with money you're gonna change you're gonna see hey I'm able to be responsible. I'm able to be accountable and that's going to feel nice. That's going to feel good getting on online and looking at your credit report and see all greens instead of seeing red, 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 red everywhere. You're going to feel good. You're going to feel good about yourself and that's what you want. You want to feel good about yourself when it comes to all aspects of your life. That's how you start feeling free because you're not held by the fact that, oh, I got to fight these people off because they put, but you used it. You owe them people that money, yeah. So when, when you, you, you spend more time fighting them for something you owe, you're not really being accountable. You're not really being accountable. Those are your bills. All right, then. Um, another question. Another... Um, 
question, another answer that I had was, oh, my cousin said she was very, that she wished she was more educated about scholarship and other option loans. And I thought that was very interesting um, because when we, you, we go to college, I went to college and you go to apply for financial aid. They just make you sign a bunch of paper there where you just say loan, yes, check here, check there. But you truly don't understand that those are bills that you're going to have to pay when you get out of college. I mean, maybe for those who understand, that's good. But I know I didn't know. And I know a lot of us kids don't know because we don't know anything about money anyway. So we don't know the kind of contract we're entering into when we're asking them to give us loans for um for college we don't know and then you find yourself at 20 something already financially unhealthy because you didn't understand about money because they didn't teach it to you in high school not in college and then now you have to pay not only your own bills but you're gonna have to pay school bills what what you know everything is a shock like what i'm gonna have to pay that they didn't tell me that when they told me to sign right here and sign right there. Did they? They didn't tell you that. So that was very, very um, interesting. And so if you are a kid, if, if, if you're young out there, you're 17-year-old, 18-year-old, 19-year-old, and you're in college, take some time to do more research on scholarship. Uh, really take your time to do some research on it. And you're going to be able to save yourself not only a bunch of money, but a bunch of stress when you get out of college because some of us end up not using our our degree so then we're paying money for for what for for going for going to waste time in college awful a very very awful uh so i know a lot of us have had to find ourselves in this kind of situations and uh it's not pleasant it's not pleasant having to 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 pay money but that first of all, you didn't know you had to pay. You didn't understand it because you were so naive. And uh, and also, they, they had other options that you could have used. Um, she told me that Stanford University is free for parents who make less than $60,000 a year. Did y'all know that? I know I didn't know that. Did y'all know that? And they are very, very bright kids who who would love to go to college and who who would love to go to to a school as as uh like Stanford but they don't know they don't know that it is it, it's it, it's free for them based on the their parents income they don't know because we don't do the research and basically they don't really tell you that that's not the information you just give out for free right because we have to be slaves of paying bills for the rest of our lives Ugh, not good y'all not Good. <laughs> when I asked my father about money, he went into a, a, a whole discussion about what it is. Um, and he also said that there are people out there who have money who provide so much charity for hospitals. And they went on to tell me about how my grandmother came here and she was sick with something. She went to the hospital and the hospital sent them a letter saying that their bills were paid. And my dad and my brother, I was like, I didn't know the hospital was nice like that. I have a couple of bills of hospital on my credit report. Why they didn't pay for me? But it was it was beautiful for me to, to know that. I didn't know that. So it was beautiful and it was enlightening. For, it was an enlightened moment 
for me, because everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people have this misconception that people who have money are evil. They don't give. They just have money for themselves. They don't help. It. They don't help. And it was very good for me to know that that is not the truth. Because there are a lot of people who have money, who just spend time doing great work, who spend time paying medical bills, they fund hospitals, they fund research to to be able to cure to, to cure people. I mean, there are people who are doing really good jobs out here. And, and this conception that money is the root of all evil, again, is wrong. Because obviously, there are people out here who are doing beautiful, beautiful work with money. And it was... It gave me hope. It really gave me a lot of hope on humanity. Um, so, yes. Very much um, my fault. Fo- you know what? When I went on to a rent with my father, and I said, Okay, Dad, what are the five things you wish you would have known about money? And he turned around and he was like, Well, what is money? And I had the answer. And I was like, it's a, it's a tool that is useful for your survival. He said, right. That's what it is. It's a tool. It's a tool. Money, actually, that doesn't have any value. The human being is who, who gives value to the money. The money is simply a tool. But once... It, it, it gets in the hand of the human being, he or she then decide what to do with the money. And he went on to say, money should be used to do good. Money should be used to do good because there's a lot of people out here who take money and use money as power to control, to destroy. And that's not right. That's not right. That is very much not right. And that's what he said. And I totally agree with him. I really totally do. And that's where the misconception about money is the root of all evil come from. Because in a lot of situations, we see people who who are super wealthy do incredible, incredible, destructive things just because they have money. They detest people like yeah if you go in and commit this crime i will give you a million dollars if you go and do this that is very not good for yourself or the humanity i'll give you some money that is a way of using money to destroy that's very much a way of using money to destroy. And it shouldn't be that way. If you're dangling money in front of someone whose survival is at a stake, um, I'm not saying, of course, they have to take it. But the, the, the likelihood of them taking it, especially if they're uneducated about money, is going to be high because you're dangling something that they need for their survival in their face and telling them to go and commit a crime for you to give them that money. That's very, truly awful. Um, But I'm not here to judge people. I'm not here to tell you what to do and what not to do with your money. But for those of us who are entering into financial freedom, it's very important to understand to to understand to be super careful um, because money 
it doesn't change you. It just enhances who you are. So it's important to find out who you truly are before you get in, before you get some money, because you can easily be be dissuaded. You can easily easily be manipulated, and you can easily lose your sense of humanity because you feel like now you have something over somebody else. So I empower you to. Find a financially to 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 find a way to be financial free and healthy, but to also remain who you are, to also remain who you are, to also continue to hold your values, to also continue to care about the human life and to care about your life just as much as you care about the next. I really empower you to do so. It was a great session today. I love talking to y'all. I hope you got something for uh, from all that I was, um, all that I I, t- I talked about. Um, excuse my my ums uh, is my beginnings. I hope we're gonna have a great adventure together. So this week was definitely about financial freedom, and uh, next week we're gonna touch on emotional freedom. Um, Follow me on my social media account. It's Ariel Sue underscore on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, and I'm going to link the rest down below at some point. Um, have a great day. Have a great evening. Have a great afternoon. Uh, tell someone about the, the podcast. Listen with it with your friends and uh, your family members and be open-minded and uh, if you have any other suggestions uh, don't be afraid to follow me on my social media account and let me know what you you think and uh, let me know if I miss something Uh, let me know if there's anything else you would like me to talk about when it comes to finances Um, like I said I am the founder of the five pillars of health and freedom financial freedom emotional freedom mental freedom physical freedom and spiritual freedom so those are the the points we're going to touch on um every week um because i truly believe that all those pillars of health can have um no can can bring about a healthy human being to bring about uh, a successful human being and then and not just successful but a successful and happy human being i really feel like we're we're suffering a lot i myself have suffered a lot uh just emotional suffering financial suffering just just not understanding what is that i needed to do and to be able to have managed my financial health it's given me it's giving me a lot of hope and it's giving me a door. It's giving me, it's like, you know, I was stuck in the darkness and then the doors of the light started opening just little by little. The moment I started figuring out how to be financial free, it's not about being wealthy. It's not about having more money than the next guy, but just to know that I can provide for my food, my water, my bills, my travels, my shopping, help my family if need be. That is the ultimate freedom when it comes to finances. That's my ultimate freedom. 
and i hope you can get something away from this uh, podcast today i hope to see you again next time it was a lovely lovely session uh thank you for joining me on a daily sessions with sue and i will see you next week mm-hmm.